in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hi, everybody! Hello. We're back on the air. We are. It's been a long, long time. It has way too long. As always, this is Nora, and just so you know, I'm from a small town in Wisconsin, and I've been in China now for eight years. Woo! Woo! Long time.、Uh, well, I'm Holly, and I'm from the northeast of England, and I've been in China for about six and a half years. Wow, you're catching, catching up. up, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, Holly, I wanted、mm. to start today with a little. Trivia fact about、mm. China, and I chose something that's near and dear to our hearts, which is a little mini fact about Guangdong Province, okay,、cool. which is where we currently live.、Um, it's a province in southeast China. It's on the, it's right near Hong Kong. It's on the little tip of the China, the sea,、mm-hmm. um, and it is. Massive in population, so I just wanted to share this statistic to blow your minds. So it's、um, I'm ready. Yeah, so it's just one province of China, and it is、um, 108.5 million people, according to census in 2015. So it's probably a little bit more now, but、mm-hmm. 108.5 million people in one province. Yeah, in one province. That's Oh, over a third of the population of the United States. No way. <gasps> yeah,、really? the U.S. is about three hundred million, something like that.、Wow. Yeah, so it's. I'm glad you told me that because I was going to ask you, what's like that the equivalent of like how can I visualize this or compare it like? Yeah,、so、once you get made, beyond like, a thousand, I'm like I don't I can't even understand these numbers. But yeah,、no, I mean just not my fault.、Eh? Yeah, Guangdong <laughs> is crazy populated, and、cool. it's、um, always been a very affluent. Province in China.、Um, actually, the GDP in Guangdong Province is the same size as the GDP of the entire country of Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So that's where we are now.、Mm-hmm. And I just want to make a quick note. This is not related to the facts, but、um, we're in Guangdong Province. So Guangdong Dong means、um, east, and right to our west, there's Guangxi Province. So there's Guang. West and Guang East. East、yeah. We're in Guang East, and I just saw a really funny video from the Guang West, Guangxi <laughs> Province, of these three grannies who are doling、oh. out life lessons in convertibles and with crazy like stunner shades, and it's <laughs> super funny. And Holly, I'm sure, will help us put the link in the show notes. It's from Sixth Tone. Is, which is a great news source for current events and just funny things about China. Try and stop me. Yeah,、uh, yeah. I saw that video and it's it's very funny. It's、yeah. super funny. If you're into where's the beef and all the like, seeing little old ladies do cool things, definitely check it out. And there's、yeah. uh, subtitles and everything, so it's it's really funny.、Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. So do we have any news? Yeah, we do. And actually, that's funny because you just mentioned.、Um, The the website that you got that article from six 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 what six six tone, six tone yeah well sadly、um, our, our favorite、um, news website has it no longer exists the Shanghaiist <gasps> has sadly gone what do you mean it's just gone it's gone、uh, no longer exists because my、uh, my news post for today comes from the Shanghaiist as it usually does 
And so unfortunately you won't be able to read this article for real, but because I'd already taken it from there, I didn't want to find a new one because it's great. It's a it's a great article as most of them are. So RIP Shanghaiist, it's um, sad to see it go. Oh. Yeah, if you want to find out more, you can just if you just go to shanghaiist.com and there's uh, some information there that tells you about it. I don't want to go on go into it here. Um so yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of a shame. Um, so I'm going to tell you about my news article from the Shanghaiist. Um, uh, the headline is, Boy pays woman 500 RMB on dating app to pretend to be his mom at parent-teacher meeting. <laughs> uh, so this so this came awesome. to light because the woman wrote on her WeChat Moments that she took an order on a dating app. So WeChat Moments is basically like Facebook, like you can update you know, with pictures and comments and you can leave songs. Um, uh, and basically, you can... This app, it's weird, because this is like... You can pay people to spend time with you. Um, which mm. is so wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, watch, go and watch a movie together. Um, but then she she got the order and then she realized this guy... This boy was a primary school student. And he she shared the conversation between them where he tells her that... His father's away on business all the time, and his teachers would be mad if no one turned up for the parent-teacher meeting. And he said he would pay the woman 500 yuan, which is about $75, to pose as his mother and attend a two-hour meeting with his teachers. Uh, it's it, I'm not sure if she actually did it or not, um, but this is just crazy. I, I'm just wondering, where does a kid, like a primary school kid, get 500 RMB from? Mm. Like, that's a lot of money. Yeah, and could and and but you know true? these kids yeah, like yeah. a lot of must them. have come from a I mean wealthy family I guess, and I'm also wondering is it true like is his father really away or has he done something really bad mm. and he doesn't want to tell his parents as a teacher like parent teacher meeting he just wants to take this woman so he's not going to get you know told off by his parents for whatever he's done right it would be <laughs> strange for the teachers to get mad at the student for the parents not oh yeah i yeah, no, think it, it seems a little bit strange but who knows i i don't know if that's if that would really happen but i don't know one of my husband's um the students that he works with the mom just gives him you know they say oh this this time i want you to take him to the supermarket just to introduce him to some western food blah blah and the mom will give him a hundred dollars as pocket money. A hundred dollars. A hundred US dollars, yeah, a hundred dollars. And the kid is five. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. I think he'd be it'd be pretty easy for some kids to come by that kind of money. Yeah, I guess if there's if the parents are away all the time and there's just like maybe I don't know like an IE just looking after the kid, then yeah, there's probably just money flowing mm-hmm. anywho uh yeah uh so let's move on to our question today this is a cool question i i'm quite excited about this personally um so this our question comes from patrice but i'll let her introduce herself hi holly and nora this is patrice i'm calling from charleston south carolina and i've been binge listening to your podcast since i found it last month Woo-woo, i'm running out of episodes Um, My husband and I lived in South Korea for two years, from 2012 to 2014, teaching ESL, and we've decided to come back to Asia because we really miss it. So we'll be moving to Shenzhen in January. I'd love to buy you guys a coffee sometime because I just, I really want to thank you for all the great advice you've given me. I love it. 
Anyway, um, we're really excited to move back, but this time we're going to be bringing our two cats. Um, we've been working with the paper on the paperwork, and we know that we're going to take them through Guangzhou because there's not really a quarantine there. But my question is, what is it like living with pets in China? I know, Holly, you have a dog, and um, I was just kind of wondering, what is it like bringing them to the vet and getting a pet sitter, etc. I'm not really worried about myself and my husband just because we've done this before, but the cats are going to be like another layer. So do a lot of people have pets or are we going to be the weird ones? And um, are we going to be able to survive bringing cats into China? So thank you so much. I'm looking forward to hearing your answer. Bye. Well, thank you, Patrice. Uh, yes, I, I'm so like I'm so pleased that you uh, you coming to Shenzhen. This is like, are we? Was this us? <laughs> I, <laughs> I kind of want to take credit do for something? this because <laughs> um, I feel like other people have got like we I've, I've I've heard about are also coming to Shenzhen. I feel like we're, we've kind of like stirred something up here. I know that's not true, but I want to just believe it. We did though just meet a listener in Shenzhen mm -hmm. for we coffee um, just a couple of days ago. So. Yes. Shout out to Bobby. Yes. Lovely uh, meeting her. Yeah, yeah. So if there's anyone else in the Shenzhen area who wants to hang out with us and meet some superstars of the podcast world, <laughs> just get in touch. <laughs> right, so on to the question. Um, where, where should we start? Well, you have a pet. I do. Here. Yeah. So maybe you have some insights um, about owning pets in China and mm. the culture around that. What kind of a pet do you have? Holly? I have a dog, a Labrador called Cash. And um which the Chinese love because if they speak any English and they think oh like he's called money, they think that's amazing. But I think <laughs> actually he's named after Johnny Cash. We didn't name him. Um but yeah, that like um if you've been listening or you know anything about Chinese culture, you'll know how important money is here. Uh, yeah, anyway, so my my initial, when I started to like make notes or research for this, I feel as though in general pets are mostly viewed in a negative way, at least they were until quite recently. I feel like that's changing a little bit, but I feel like it's, there's this like stigma against pets, like especially dogs, they're dirty um, and dangerous. Most people who own Dogs here keep them in cages on their balconies. They don't actually allow them in the in the apartments. And whenever we meet other people on the street, you know, like dogs want to make friends, don't they? And we'll, you know, we'll talk to some of the owners, and you know, they'll they'll talk. They want to talk about their dogs. And they've asked me like, oh, where do you allow the dog in the apartment? And when and in, you know, if like people come in. Um, they're really surprised that Cash is just like hanging out in the apartment because <laughs> I think for the most part and when they say oh like where does he sleep so just you know with like in our room or in the apartment like and the fact that he doesn't sleep on the balcony in a cage is just like astounding wow well I mean we're talking about a place where they still uh, raise dogs to eat mm -hmm. I'm not joking they have um, <laughs> I think I don't know if I've mentioned this on another episode because this is like one of the more shocking things that I discovered mm. when I first came to Shenzhen is that right next to uh, one of the most expensive malls in the city, which has like Gucci, Cartier, Armani, blah, 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 there's this dog meat restaurant. So you have Gucci on the one side of the street and then 
you see these like skulls of dogs and paws and meat from dogs mm-hmm. on the other side of the street. This is like the classic juxtaposition of China where it's like, where am I? This is really crazy reality. Yeah. Um, and they eat dogs and cats and even rats. And um, so pets, I feel like, are kind of a new, at least for, let's I say, so. for the middle class. Yeah. Because I am, I think that historically the, the richer Chinese people have had pets Definitely. for longer. Yeah, I think they were, um, they were, dogs were domesticated very early on in Asia, but they were usually, even like the Chinese emperors would keep dogs, but the, they were often kept, like, to as hunting dogs mm-hmm. but they did keep uh, I was I found this actually quite interesting that pugs were especially like uh, like a really special dog in China um, I got this quote um, that was uh, that because I, I, I like the end uh, one breed of dog that was has a rich history in China is the pug pugs can be traced back to the time of Confucius where they were only permitted to be kept by members of the Chinese Im- uh, imperial household and this is where it gets amusing. Pugs were revered to the extent that they were given the same rank as the emperor's wife. Oh, <laughs> oh no, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> With death sentences given to anybody who thought of stealing one. Wow. Yeah, I thought that was quite amusing. They're also really um, gung-ho about the Tibetan Mastiff. I've mm. seen those go for crazy money. Those are really expensive dogs here, and they're these big, fluffy dogs who have no business in Shenzhen, this tr- subtropical, yeah. super hot weather, and they're these, like, super fluffy dogs. But I've seen them, and I've heard that they're insanely expensive. Right. Yeah, so there are particular breeds that are... Sought after. Yeah, they're sought after, and they, I think they probably were created in China. I mean, like, we were having a discussion the other day, like, Humans created all the breeds, right? Every dog has a, has the same DNA mm-hmm. coming from. You'll have to recommend wolves. that um, documentary. I think that would be quite interesting. Yeah, it's not people. really related to China, but it's just a d- documentary about dogs. Since we're talking about yeah. pets, and it's just about the creation of the domesticated dog, which is done completely through, I guess you say, artificial selection by humans, just cross breeding, and you know they just. Selective breeding, I don't know exactly what the terminology is, but from this these toy poodles, these tiny little teacup dogs, all the way to, you know, your Great Danes and Rottweilers and all these massive dogs, it's all coming from the wolf. So it's a really interesting documentary about how that happened over thousands of years. I definitely need to watch this because I cannot get my head around the fact that they've all come from the same thing. Yeah, isn't that nuts? <laughs> and that we did it, you know, it's not like something that just you know, was mm-hmm. created in nature, like, oh, yeah, and God, and on the seventh day, God created the Chihuahua. Like, that's not how it happened. <laughs> but I found a list of the most popular breeds of dogs in okay. China, too, because I thought that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Number one, and I, I think this is the dog breed that I see the most, is a uh, brown toy poodle. Right, yeah. That seems to be the favorite type. And I see those all the time. They're everywhere, yeah. and they're almost never on a leash. They just kind of follow along with yeah. their owners. I mean, they're usually, you know, a couple of meters ahead or behind, but they're always just kind of floating around their mm-hmm. owners everywhere. Number two, and this surprised me, is a husky. Huh, I've seen one or two, but not too many. But I can understand why they're popular. Again, that's another kind of breed that's probably not doing so well in this temperature. Right. Yeah, maybe we don't see as many here in Guangdong province. Then number three is uh, your doggy dog, Labs and Retrievers. Mm, so you I have the Golden Labs. Mm-hmm. 
Number four is the Akita, okay. which is, if, if you've seen Hachi, it's the Hachi dog with Richard Gere. That, that was a cute movie about an Akita dog. Actually, I think it was based on a book, which was based on a true story. Who knows how much truth is in there, but it was a very cute story. So the Akita, which is also uh, quite an expensive dog. Those are bred in Japan yeah, and um, also have specific qualities of loyalty and stuff. And then the Bichon Freeze, which I... Cloud with legs. Yes, could care, <laughs> couldn't care less about these Bichon Freeze. And then the Tibetan Mastiff is, is on there, that? too. Yeah. So I just thought that would be interesting. Because mm. I think it's different than what's popular in the States or, what's, I guess, what's popular in the UK. Yeah. I guess I wouldn't know. I mean, I, I would say maybe the Terrier is in there at home. Like, mm. the Yorkshire Terrier is probably quite popular. But I'm not, I don't know. I'm not sure. I feel like the classic family dog in the States is a Retriever or a Lab. Yeah. 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 But I don't know in terms of numbers. Yeah, um, just on, you mentioning about these, like, poodles and Bichon Friche type dogs. Um, I, yeah, I would say they're the more, when I wore Cash, like, before I had him, I, I never really noticed dogs that much, but now that I, they're either, like, people are just getting more pets, which I think is also true, but I think once you've got a dog, you just see them everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, they're mostly these little fluffy type things. Um, and I was telling Nora the other day that I saw, uh, a couple pushing one in a, a pram, not a pram. <laughs> it was like a stroller. Mm-hmm. Um, they they treat the what the people who do have pets. A lot of them are like the complete extreme. You you find people on the street street like if I'm walking cash, they'll be terrified. You know, they'll run away or they'll you know scream or whatever. <laughs> um, but then these people who own dogs are like the complete opposite, and they're just like a little bit weird with their dogs like they'll put dress them up i know people dress dogs up at home but they often give them like weird haircuts yeah have you seen these dogs like these huge dogs i don't even i'm not sure what they are but they make them look like lions like they have this huge manes and then they leave the like this bobbly bit on the end of their tail and their paws are like really fluffy but the rest of them's all shaved um, so they like to do those kind of things to dogs. I've also seen quite a few dye jobs where they've got like oh, really? a puff of pink or like purple. Oh, I haven't seen that before. No, it doesn't surprise me, but no. I oh yeah, seen it. I've seen one that was like a lion, but all of the puffy bits were pink, bright oh, pink. Wow. Yeah, a male dog, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't really seem to be bothered about those things. Those, like so, you know. poor thing. Um, um, I found some statistics related to money. Oh, me too. I wonder if we've got the same. Oh, okay. Mine was like a percentage just about. This is from mm-hmm. a website, um, ckgsb.edu. And it's it said um, 40% of Chinese pet owners take them to the beauty salon. Cool. So that's 40%. That's a pretty high number. 25% have professionals wash the dogs. And then 4.5% book a photo shoot for their dogs, <laughs> which I believe 4, 4.5%. It's a quite high number. Probably. <laughs> I mean, in every hundred, there's four or five. That's quite yeah. a high number of people actually booking photo mm-hmm. shoots for their pets. So they do go crazy yeah. about it's just their one, dogs. Yeah, one extreme. I, I read um, another statistic about spending money on pets. Um, in two, this was this is an old statistic, but in 2014, people in China spent over 1.5 million US dollars on pampering their pets. Yow. 
Yowza. And in general, like, unless you're buying them some particularly expensive food, I don't think it's expensive to have a pet in China. I mean, not from my experience. About how much money would you say you spend on cash every month? 400? 400. Maybe. And that majority of that is a, of money. No, it's not a small amount, but I think, like, it's, that's mostly on his food. Right. Yeah, he, he, you know, he's a big dog, he needs to eat plenty. Um, you know, we'll buy get him treats and stuff um, and he might go to the salon as well <laughs> sure yeah he smells so good um, but yeah about 400 maybe 5 you know at a push <laughs> it's yeah you're right it's not like a small amount of money but for these people who have dogs that's not a, that's not like a large amount of money anyway I don't think right for these like yeah you're saying like middle class and you know others who they have plenty of money 500 is not a massive amount right yeah, especially if you break it weekly, a hundred a week, it's not. Yeah, it's not much. Yeah, um, China is now the third largest market for the pet industry. Mm-hmm. So number one's the U.S. and number two is Japan, which kind of surprised me. I guess I didn't really think about what would be number two, but I didn't realize mm-hmm. the Japanese pet market was so massive. But China is number three, and I assume it's going to exceed Japan and the U.S. pretty in soon. The next, yeah, oh, yeah, in the next couple years, I, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah, because there's more and more people who are getting into their pets here. Definitely. So maybe we could talk a little bit about what happens if you if you have a like if you bring a pet here or you need services like to go to the vet or whatever. Right, because Patrice um, is thinking of bringing her pets, right? Yeah, her, and I think so. She's got cats. Is that right? Cats, I believe. Yes. Yeah. So I think cats are a little bit like cats. I feel like a view differently and I, I've noticed even just last week um, I was watching TV and I kept seeing lots of adverts with cats in them, hmm. like talking cats for um, 11-11 like um, weird like comical cats or um, there was an advert with a guy, I don't even know what the advert was for anyway there was a cat in that so there seems to be like, they seem to appreciate cats more than dogs I think. I suppose but I've never been to a Chinese house that has cats. No, no. Ever. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a friend here who has two cats, and she got them in China, and she's been really happy with them, and they're adorable. But I've never been to a China. And actually, I had another friend who had a cat here who was also a foreigner, but I've never mm-hmm. heard of or seen a Chinese person with a cat. So I'm curious about the statistics. That I didn't find. I couldn't find anything. Mostly, when in my research, it was mostly about dogs. Mm-hmm. Very, very few facts about cats um but uh so if you if you bring in a dog or a cat to um or maybe maybe just dogs if you bring them to china you you need to register them at the police station just like you do a person and um, you can have usually one dog per household um and cats don't need to be registered but they do need all their like rabies and whatnot um before entering china and if you want to leave with pets, um, that's one pet per work visa. So that's pro- kind of makes things a little more complicated, I think, if people are here without v- work visas, especially. And um, yeah, uh, what was I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just give a little tip to Patrice while you oh, yeah. collect your thoughts? Yes, um, please. <laughs> Uh, I feel like in the U.S., before you rent an apartment, you always 
figure out whether or not it's um, pets are Pet allowed. Friendly, yeah. But I would suggest in China, as always, to ask for forgiveness rather than permission. Yeah. So when you're looking for a part an apartment, I wouldn't even mention, mention about the pets. Most landlords, I feel like, if you ask them about pets, they're gonna use that as leverage to raise the rent on you. Mm-hmm. They're just gonna say, "Oh, well, you, you know, if we increase the rent because of damages and blah 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 blah." But I would suggest just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. don't even mention it. I yeah, I totally agree. Which is that's actually what we did. Uh, the when we got cash, we didn't we didn't mention him to the landlord, but the son. Their son went to Barrett's kindergarten, so they must like they were in the area, so they must have known that we had the dog. But no one ever said anything to us. And when we moved out, and they came to like check over the apartment, I d- did like I didn't hide. <laughs> how do you hide a Labrador? But I took him out of the apartment, so they didn't say anything because I was afraid if they see the dog and there's any damage, which there wasn't anywhere, that they're gonna take money from the deposit mm-hmm. i didn't want any excuses because we'd had experiences in the past with uh with landlords um not to do with pets but just like finding any excuse to take money from us but when we moved into this new one we did we were honest and they were like oh yeah we love laptops it's great so okay. that was okay um but yeah i i would say not to, I I just don't even... not to mention it either we we were in we were already in the building we just moved up one floor, so we thought it's unlikely that they're not going to know that we have a dog. So right. we just thought it's best and just best best just to declare it. And it was fine. Yeah. But yeah, I think for the most part they're not going to be happy about it, especially if they've redecorated or they have furniture that they think is somehow important. Like, I think I just think a lot of people will just use that as an oh, excuse yeah, to raise the rent, that mm. or take money from the deposit when you move out as well. Right. So, yeah, just a, just a little tip. And I have never been in a building here which where, where like, the management doesn't allow for pets. Where, you know, like, the building management doesn't allow for pets. I, I don't maybe that Maybe they exist, but I've mm-hmm. certainly never seen it. Because no. generally, uh, pets are seen as, a, like, a wealth status, especially dogs. In fact, I don't know if it was Champson that mentioned it, but one of my Chinese friends mentioned that in her hometown, that's like the ultimate, it's like just a small country town, mm-hmm. and that's like the ultimate sign of wealth is having dogs. So you have people who have like seven or eight dogs who are just parading them around the neighborhood just because they can, they can afford them. <laughs> oh, jeez. Mm. But... Uh, the reason I mention that is you would think that it would be the more fancier apartments that would not allow for pets. And because it's a sign of wealth, you don't really mm-hmm. have that. So you probably won't run into an issue with I don't think so. the apartment management. But if you want to be sure, just spy for a little bit and just see if there are any pets coming and going. Because you probably only need to stand outside of the apartment complex yeah. for a few minutes to mm-hmm. figure that out. Yeah. Although, um, with dogs, they are kind of sizest. Like, they definitely seem... Thi- whereas I'm the other way around. Like, they think that small dogs are cute and innocent. Like, they don't do any harm. Um, whereas big dogs, ooh, very dangerous. Like, don't t- don't go near the big dog. Um, and also <laughs> with place taking... Like, for example, I walked past... There's a pizza hut near our apartment. And... There was a dog, a small dog, inside the pizza hut. Mm. Like, 
looking out of the window and obviously cash was interested in the dog but i thought like if i took cash in how would they what would they you know what would they do would they let me sit down with the dog <laughs> like i just think it, i just think it's so weird yeah. that they allow that or i see do- small dogs in the supermarket and i just think i you know i would never get away with this if i tried to take a big dog in i, I don't know so they do whereas personally i find these small dogs more yappy and slightly more aggressive uh, yeah, because they're, like, trying to prove something, you know? Yeah, definitely. They're just compensating yeah. for their size. <laughs> Teeny tiny. Yeah. Oh. That's a road we could go down. Um, okay, so I wanted to mention about the vet, going to the vet, um, which I've never been. Barrett often takes him just because of our, um, like, our schedule, like, work schedules. It's often easy for him to do it. Um in Shenzhen in particular, since Patrice is coming, there are um, foreign-owned vets here. Um, and from what I've heard from our friend who goes there with her cats, they're really, really good. They know what they do. They totally know what they're doing. And but we, our, the vet we take cash to is that you know the the vet speaks a little bit of English, but mostly not. But um, I, I this isn't something I thought about. But I when I was doing my research, I thought oh. Um, what kind of medicines do they give? And they don't tend to do, um, like Chinese medicine in these vets. It's, it's, it is like actually medicine, medicine. Um, instead of just like a series of herbs. Yeah. But didn't you find something about acupuncture? Oh, that's right. I sent you an article last week about they have doggy acupuncture. It's for all pets, though, right? Oh, I don't I know. See... I just saw oh, the headline. I was like, "Oh, I gotta send mm. this to Holly so yeah. she can get cash some acupuncture." They try. This is like a new craze for animals who've had back injuries, and they, it seems to for several like uh, animals that have gone through this procedure, it has helped them. Um, there was a dog. I think it might have been a lab actually who'd maybe been in an accident and couldn't walk. It was really sad, mm. and then they did this like they did acupuncture and he he could walk and not very well but you know it seemed to help so yeah this seems to be the new in thing Hmm. but i don't know about herbal medicines maybe maybe that's something that we just haven't been introduced to yeah maybe maybe yeah huh yeah you think because usually with these chinese um treatments they take a long time Mm -hmm. i mean they're usually very non-invasive but they take a really long time, and so I'm wondering how many treatments you have to bring. And they had, I saw the contraption that they were using to yeah, keep the keep dog the, in yeah. one place while he gets the well, needles. Can you imagine him like trying to roll over with those things? <laughs> and how do they even find the veins and stuff? That's Who knows? craziness. I don't know. Huh? You can't ask him, like, is he feeling yeah, better? Just a sad. Oh. Yeah. Unusual, but I guess if it works, like if they find that it's, you know, it's somehow improving their their lives, then maybe it's a good thing. Sure, why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have anything else? Um, nothing necessarily fact based, but if you are interested <laughs> in cats and you want to check out a Chinese cat celebrity, then I highly recommend oh. you Google. Snoop Babe. Oh, I've forgotten about Snoop Babe. <laughs> yes. <sighs> so I actually started a Facebook page for Snoop Babe a couple years ago because they, they didn't have one and he was just so darn cute. 
So you can also go on Facebook, and I don't really post anything, but you can check out my page. It's just called Snoop Babe, which is the ridiculous name of this Chinese <laughs> cat. S-N-O-O-P-B-A-B-E, one word, Snoop Babe. And it's the cutest thing ever, yeah, and he became an instant celebrity in China. I don't know what's happening with him now. No, but I haven't come across anything. He's a doll, so if you're into cats, check it out. Oh, yeah, you'll be totally... You'll be... In love with him there's going to be a lot of aws. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I would just like to um, finish with some information on exotic pets. Aha. So, um, for those of you who may have been listening for a while, some time ago I told you about a story that I think was about a Guangdong family, um, Guang East family, um, <laughs> who had purchased, it was a woman who had purchased a micro pig. But he wasn't really a micro pig, and he ended up <laughs> being a very, very, very big pig. And they basically were looking after the pig in their apartment. Uh, so that's you know that's one story. But uh, I I actually found a, an article on the Guardian that I, I don't want to go into too much. If you're interested, you can go and take a look. But um, this is actually a growing interest in endangered animals in China as pets. Uh, so things like alligators, snakes, monkeys, crocodile, crocodiles, and spiders. But there's like there are a lot of pictures of lizards and like not just lizards, like endangered lizards, I guess, hmm. um, that seem to be all the rage in China for certain people. Hmm. So it's 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 an interesting. The article is very interesting as well, which I, I recommend you have a look. So it's not just Justin Bieber who's. What does Justin Bieber have? Well, he got in trouble a few years ago, if I remember, for having some kind of endangered pet monkey. Yeah. yeah. I'm not surprised. Big eye roll there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. So shall I leave them with a Chinese word of mm. the day? Yes, please. So I chose this word because it's just so darn cute. So the word for cat in Chinese is literally Mao. <laughs> And Which that sounds the, like a cat. Yeah, that's meowing. the tone too. It's the first tone, mao. <laughs> so if you want to say a cat, it's mao. So uh, in Chinese, um, the article changes depending on what type of object it is. Usually, it's ge, like uh, that's for a lot of things. Ge means a uh, something, mm-hmm. but in for pets or animals um, of this size, let's say. It's zhi, so yi mao, so a cat. Yi mao, so mao is such a cute. It is. Yeah. I always, I always thought like it was a joke. I when because obviously I was working in a kindergarten and the kids would always say that and I, I was thinking like, why is this like is that for real like cat? That's what cat is in in Chinese. <laughs> mao. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's that's exactly what it is. Isn't it? Just like. Okay, it's awesome. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so check that out. Um, Holly will also post that on episode one hundred and one show notes. So writtenchinese.com slash episode one hundred one. One hundred one. Yay! Mm-hmm. Um, so before we leave, I would like to say a massive thank you to everyone who has left us reviews recently. Like I know we were gone for quite some time over the summer and kind of beginning of of autumn, um, and we've been we've been left with loads of reviews. So. Th- Thank you so much. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. And um, we have something new that's going on uh, for the Two White Chicks. Um, so we have started a Patreon page. Um, for those of you who don't know what Patreon is, it's basically a way for you to kind of support the podcast. Um, for those of you who don't know, we uh, the Two White Chicks in China is kind of like a... S- 
I don't know, I want to call it the sister to Written Chinese. Like, Written Chinese is um, a website um, with loads of tools and resources to learn Chinese. We've got a blog, we've got our Written Chinese Dictionary app. Um, so we started the podcast on the side, um, but now, uh, since we've been going for 101 episodes, we thought, okay, if, if any of you out there really enjoy listening to us and would like to continue listening to us, um, you could leave us a very small donation. Um, so you can go to patreon.com, which is p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com, and we are there as the two white chicks. Um, and we would love it if you could just spare us a little bit. It would be awesome. Send us a dollar. Yeah, and and we will, like, once we reach a certain goal, we'll then start, like, making special content, like, special videos and extra episodes that the, the like, other people won't get to listen to, so... But basically, that's, we need to find a way to justify to our company yeah, that this it. is valuable. Yeah, that's it. yeah basically, that's Yeah, it. so yeah, if yeah, you yeah, like yeah. it and you want to become part of the community in a, a big way, help us out and do that. But if not, just keep listening. Oh, keep listening. Yeah, that's... The, we, yeah, don't... No pressure. Yeah, exactly, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so if you would like to find us in any other ways, you can you can find us on Facebook um, at, as the Two White Chicks. And if you have a question, just like Patrice, you can leave us um, a message at writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Um, if you don't want to leave us a, a voicemail, you can also um, go to uh, ri- uh, Facebook and leave us a written message or anywhere on Written Chinese, we will find you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.